Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. In today's episode, I am sharing three big opportunities to help you evaluate referral marketing and giving you some solutions of why it may not be working for you. Referral marketing are those partnerships that you establish, whether it's in your hometowns or online or even with your suppliers. I'm sharing lots of ideas on this episode, so grab your notebooks and we're going to get started right now. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. If you've been listening to Pet Boss Nation for a while now, then you should know that we believe in community over competition. A rising tide lifts all ships. The power in numbers is powerful. And helping someone else succeed in their pet business helps you succeed in yours. Not to mention having other pet business owners as friends and supporters is so invaluable. You'll have someone in your life who understands what you're going through and who's been there. They've experienced the same things as you, maybe even had the same hardships as you, and they share in your wins and cheer you on and vice versa. And then you can actually refer business back and forth from each other. 
Not only do we produce a podcast every single week, but did you know that we also produce a blog every week? Well, we do. So go check out our blog at petboss.com forward slash blog. Sometimes the topics align and we share the same thing on the podcast, but really maybe we go deeper on the blog or share additional resources, or maybe it's an episode like this where I'm taking the blog and turning it into a podcast, but talking about something totally different. So if you want more pet boss insights, inspiration, and tips to running a successful pet business, then you should sign up for our weekly email newsletter, because that is where every week we do a little recap of the podcast and the blog, and we remind you when new information is dropped. So you can sign up at petboss.com forward slash blog. There's a spot there at the bottom to join our newsletters. I bring this all up because this week on our blog, we released a column called how to collaborate locally and at trade shows to benefit your pet business. You see SuperZoo is coming up. So we gave a lot of examples of what you could do when you're traveling or when you're at shows. But I'm not going to elaborate too much on that article here because I want you to go and read it online. But here are the basic benefits of building a referral network that we talk about on the blog. Those benefits include that it increases your brand awareness when you build a referral network. You also could affiliate for each other and earn commissions for doing so. And the best reason is that you pretty much become raving fans of the other one, which drives more traffic and attention to why people should do business with you. I share examples for each of those key points and how you can apply them in your business. We will link to that blog in our show notes as well. For this podcast episode, since I want to keep it different and fresh and interesting for you, I thought I'd share how I have utilized referrals and collaborations to make the most of relationship marketing in my former pet business. Because at Pet Boss Nation, we really support local companies and what you can do to help you find solutions for boosting those relationships at home, right? In your hometowns and where you have your local businesses. We have just found, you know, that so many people are passionate about pets, but sometimes the technology and the hurdles of getting online or connecting through those affiliate links and, you know, even really doing some of the popular social media can be a real hurdle and hard for everybody. So what I want to do today is really give you some easy to implement ideas so that you have no excuses to not do at least one of them. Okay. So I'm going to give you three big opportunities here for building your referral marketing and tons of ideas in each. And then I'm going to share three things to think about and really be aware of that might be causing you to not see success in what you've tried recently. All right, let's dive into tip number one. You absolutely need to build a referral network, a group or provide a list. Okay. So what I mean by this is that think about your own pet business right now. I remember when I had my pet retail store and we were constantly asked all day long by newer pet parents or people who moved into the area 
that, you know, they were looking for a veterinarian that we recommended, or they were looking for a pet sitter. You know, when you are a physical business and you're sitting in a neighborhood, you kind of already have this established trust factor because you're the go-to person that they are going to walk into. And they're expecting you to be an expert on kind of all things about your area for pets. And so it was important for us as a company to be that trusted resource and provide our customers with answers and something that was easy for them to maybe walk out with versus us just like writing down names and phone numbers on a post-it note for them. All right. So when we're thinking about building this referral network, it can be something that, you know, you're just recommending, or you can build a true networking group that really is trying to drive business to everybody. Okay. So let's start with this informal idea. Okay. This is you picking kind of your favorite businesses that you want to recommend, and you're going to like make this list to share. Or, you know, like I said, you can create something more formal by talking with other like-minded business owners in your area and creating a group where you're going to be collaborating and really putting in a big effort behind kind of marketing all your businesses. Let's start with that simple idea. The simple way to do it is to just pick your favorite businesses and make a flyer so that you have something to give to customers when they ask you that question. So this works for retail businesses, doggy daycares, even pet sitters. You guys could have a flyer that you leave in people's homes. Take it one step further now with how easy it is to make QR codes, right? Canva is a platform that allows you to easily make a QR code, drop it right on your flyer, and that code could link to a website. Maybe it's a link to your website. So again, what's great is that it's going to tell your customer that you have a list of other amazing businesses in your town and to drive them to your website so that they could see that list. And then maybe on that list on your website, you are linking to the other businesses. Maybe there's additional coupons on that page. So like, this is something that you can do regardless if those other businesses are working with you or not. Clearly, you couldn't give them a coupon to the other businesses, but there could be a coupon to do business with you. Then you could also even share about the other businesses that you have put on your favorites list. And if once a month you gave a shout out or a local spotlight to these other businesses that you're recommending, they may return the favor, right? They may do the same for you and if anything, they're going to start to notice your business. So these flyers, whether they list all the businesses directly on them or send people to a website, you can really use them in a variety of ways, right? Keep them at your register, hang them in a announcement area, drop them in new client packets. And here's why I really love this concept. I love going back to the basics sometimes, like all the marketing ideas that existed before you know, using TikTok and doing reels is that this is super simple one, but also what will happen when you are recommending these other businesses is that you're driving business to them. You're saying, Hey, I want to send you some leads, right? I'm going to send you some new clients and what's going to happen. That new business is going to go to those businesses and they are going to ask, how did you hear about us? 
and your name will get dropped with those other businesses. And the more that happens, that is going to kind of earn you brownie points right? and make you look really good to that partner business. And so they will naturally begin to start to recommend you. Okay. And they may even reach out and go, Hey, thanks so much for all these referrals. Like, how can we return the favor? Or do you want to collaborate? Or can you give us something to hand out to our customers? Right. It opens that gateway. All right. Let's talk about building your referral network and that list. You could start to scope out different partners in your area that are different, have a different expertises than you. Okay. So let's say if you are a retailer, you find a groomer, a pet sitter, dog trainer, daycare, boarding facility. Maybe you even find somebody who's more well-versed in nutrition than you are, a veterinarian. I mean, gosh, you could even team up with a pet psychic or a dog cake maker and add them to your list. It really just depends on what type of professional services are in your area and maybe even in your current network. So you can do a little research and put together kind of like your dream team of people that you would love to collaborate with. Then something that you could actually do really easily. And I wish I had done this when I had my pet business, but I sold those pet businesses before doing Zooms and summits were really a big thing. But you could team up with a group of, let's say, four to six business owners in your area and actually host a virtual online summit. Okay. Each of you can be positioned as a guest speaker of that summit. You could sell tickets to the summit and maybe the ticket money goes to a local rescue. You all promote it to your customer base, which is going to get people to sign up on the registration page. And maybe when you each go and do your guest speaker presentation, you have an opportunity to kind of what they call pitch at the end and offer a special invitation for the people watching to follow up with you after the summit to do business with you. And then the cool thing is, is that all the partners who participated in that summit get to receive the names and the emails of those people who registered. So you can continue to market to them. All right. This is not a new concept, but it's a concept that really only the online digital marketers are using. And it can absolutely be applied to a local markets to help everybody build their lists. If you end up doing that idea, please let us know. I can't wait to see what you create. Let's go even further here with this whole collaboration idea. I did do this next one. Maybe you take that same group of people and you meet in person once a quarter for coffee or cocktails, whichever you prefer to mastermind together, to give updates on what each other's businesses are doing. Like I said, I did this with about three other pet sitting business owners for one year. And it was so amazing to build those relationships and share those resources. And yes, we were actually all competitors of each other in the city of Chicago, but that market is so big. And we all believed in collaboration over competition and that there's plenty of business out there for all of us to go get, that we dropped our egos and figured out a way to mastermind together. If you want to learn more about what a mastermind is, I recently interviewed Jamie Bright on the Pet Boss podcast, and we talk about what that is. So definitely go tune into that if you want to learn more. 
this same network of collaborators could come up with a gift certificate pack. Each of you mock up some gift certificates, toss them into an envelope and hand them out to new clients who move to your area or who start doing business with you. Or you could offer them up, even sell them at a discounted price. Speaking of gift certificates, actually, I share a trade show example of how exhibitors can work together. And that is on our recent blog post I mentioned earlier. And guess what, attendees? You really are the ones who benefit because you have a chance to get up to $700 in gift cards from these brands participating in this concept. So if you are heading to SuperZoo, then definitely go check out that blog post, okay? Because it talks about this scavenger hunt in a sense. I'm calling it that. I don't know if they're calling it that. They're trying to you know, drive awareness about their brands and bring you into their booths. And so they are rewarding you with gift certificates to do so. So go to petboss.com forward slash blog. It's an easy to find blog. And you want to look for the photo of Rodney Habib, Susan Garrett, and myself. Okay, so it's easy to find. Okay, so I just gave you tons of ideas on building your referral network, whether you choose to go solo and just start promoting some of your favorite businesses, or you really want to build a team of people that are going to collaborate together. My next idea on how to build your referral marketing in your local area is to work with the veterinarian offices. You know, we had a lot of vets in the city of Chicago where I lived and had my pet businesses. And, you know, this might not seem like that creative of an idea for you right now, but stick with me, stick with me because there are a couple little nuances I feel like that you could probably start to use that would be more beneficial for you than what you're currently doing. All right. So like I said, we had lots of veterinarians in Chicago. So I had lots of people I could choose from. And sometimes there was even veterinarians who were closer to where I lived, but I decided to be a little strategic about it. And I wanted to work with a veterinarian who was like right in our neighborhood, very, very close to where my store and my doggy daycare were. It was important for me to develop that relationship because in an urban environment, I knew that a lot of people didn't have cars and they might need to find a veterinarian that they could walk to easily, right? And so those same people who are going to walk to that veterinarian are going to walk to my doggy daycare or walk to my retail store. So it it made sense, right? Might seem obvious, <laughs> but I, even if I had another vet in another part of town, I still would take some of my animals or start to do some appointments at this other veterinarian office. Okay. Now, easy peasy stuff, get some brochures, put them in their lobby, drop off posters when you are doing special events with them. Um, that's pretty easy that you could return the favor and do the same for them. All right. But here's where I want you to think a little bit deeper on this veterinarian strategy. I want you to make a list of all the product lines that you carry and the services that you provide and offer, all right? And even, you know, your service area, if you do pet sitting or delivery, right? And that way, that list can become so handy for that veterinarian when they are actually talking with patients or helps their, you know, vet techs and, and the front desk know what you sell and what you offer. Because, you know, they're probably very, very busy and may not have had time to come into your shop or even look at your website. But if they see that list, it might trigger an idea for them of, you know, when someone, when they recommend a product or supplements that you carry, um, they may send people to you. Now, 
this doesn't work in every market and it doesn't work with every veterinarian because a lot of them also sell some solutions, but you would be surprised that as long as they have that list handy, you may be getting business from it. All right. Another option is to offer the veterinarian and the vet techs and the front desk team, pretty much their whole staff, offer them gift certificates on a regular basis for the team to use and come and do business with you. So maybe you make a part of your quarterly marketing plan to drop off $10, $20, maybe even $50 gift certificates. This is an investment in a really good potential referral partner for you. So don't be stingy with how much you're willing to give these people because word of mouth marketing is really, really powerful. Okay. You could even, once they come into your business, start to offer them a standing industry discount. You know, we hear that a lot in like the bar and restaurant industry where there's like Sunday nights or industry night. You can do the same thing for pet professionals in your area. You could continue to build those relationships by dropping off gifts. And one of my favorite things is that when you're actually going for your vet appointments with your pets, wear your branding, wear your uniform so that it reminds them, oh yeah, this is somebody from that local pet business. In conversation, ask them, how's business going? What are you guys doing here? You could tell them something new that is going on at your business. Just openly share like what events are coming up or how your doggy daycare dogs are behaving or, or any kind of nuances of things that you've noticed about your clients in the, in the neighborhood. Ask them how you can help them and support them. Be chatty and friendly with the desk team and the vet techs because they're the ones who talk a lot with pet parents. Don't just think that you can put brochures and business cards on the counter and call it a day. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> okay. You have to build relationships, not just with your veterinarians, but with all these other pet businesses in town. That word of mouth marketing could single-handedly grow your pet business. The third way to build on this referral marketing concept is to find a way to either position your services as a service of another business or find somebody that can fill that gap and need for you in your business. All right, let me give you an easy example. It might just be that uh, think about doggy birthday cakes and many pet businesses don't necessarily bake their own birthday cakes for clients. And, and that is something that is a big moneymaker, guys. <laughs> um, birthday cake business can be a huge success, but you may not want to buy that equipment and actually have to take the time to decorate the cakes. However, somebody in your city probably already does this. And so finding that cake baker to be the resource for you, for your customers, is it kind of an easy, natural example here. So you could, instead of promoting them as your own birthday cakes, you are going to promote the other business as a service of something that you offer. But let me give you the example that I did in my pet business. It's interesting because I don't think if I hadn't been open to talking to my competitors in that mastermind setting that I mentioned earlier, I don't know that this opportunity would have even come about, mainly because I may not have known that this pet sitter had this service. And what ended up happening was that my doggy daycare absolutely needed this service. 
Let me tell you more. At a dog daycare, sometimes dogs get injured and they will need to take a break from daycare services. Sometimes they are sick, right? They might have kennel cough or they might have giardia or something that is contagious and they can no longer come to daycare. And sometimes daycares do not have a place to put the dogs while they kind of are quarantined, let's say, at your daycare so that you could at least still provide a service to the customer, maybe taking the dog out on walks and not integrating it into your pack. Those things happen, right? A dog gets injured and can't come for a couple weeks or even a couple months, or they need to go on a two-week probationary period so they can get cleared up by their vet for whatever you know illness they might have that's contagious. And during that time, the owner still has to go to work, right? Their owner still needs help. So, you know, we had offered dog walking for a long, long time. And then we canceled that service just because of a lot of, a lot of, (laughs) a lot of reasons, which might be another podcast episode, but mainly that we just didn't have enough team to support the demand. Anyway, we needed a solution for our clients in that temporary hold of those two weeks to maybe two months where they couldn't come to daycare, but we knew they would come back afterwards. And we also needed a solution for them where literally like, cause that day, maybe that dog got into a fight even, and was like no longer allowed to come to daycare. They were no longer a good fit and they could literally couldn't come back the next day. That really puts a pet parent in a bind because most pet care providers, most pet sitters, dog walking companies, need much more notice to actually get a new client onboarded and and start offering services for them. So what we did is we teamed up with another pet sitter in our area who actually did offer some on-demand kind of walking, okay? Now, we though were even able to secure this because this partner knew that we potentially were giving them business, right? If there was a dog who was no longer a good fit for daycare, then they needed to become a regular dog walking client. So we teamed up with Sit Social, which was literally on the other side of the block behind us almost and up the road. So what was great is this on-demand walking was so helpful for us. So we literally designed a flyer. It was in liter- a service that the minute we had to tell a customer that their dog was sick or had you know could no longer come to daycare, we had a solution for them that they could start the next day you know, connect with this person. They will come by today. They will get your keys and they will take care of your pet for you. That had so much value to our client and really showed that we wanted to take care of that relationship and that client. And we weren't just dumping the problem back on the client. All right. So clients loved it. They all came back. Like if the dog was welcome to come back after this, they all came back to the daycare and used our services and loved us even more. They also, during that time, got to meet another local business in the area. And some people did end up changing to dog walking, but I didn't stress about it because I knew that was a problem that we needed to find a solution for. All right. So you might have a gap somewhere in your business that another pet professional in your area can fill and you can actually co-promote each other and sell each other services. All right. Cool. Those are the three big opportunities, but now I want to give you some food for thought because you may have tried some of these things and they may not just be working for you. So here's some things to think about. First, I want you to maintain all of these relationships that you're making, 
even if the person isn't really ready to formally participate in anything with you right now. Stay in touch with them. Check in. It will help you stay top of mind because some people just may not need the business right now. I'm sure you are aware of the shortage of veterinarians right now and groomers. So you could be getting some resistance from them to participate in a program with you, right? They're already really established and they cannot handle any more new business because the phone is already ringing for them and they're booked out for months but don't give up on that relationship. Okay. Still maintain it because you never know when they will need help or they might want to collaborate on something, or maybe they don't need to drive business to them, but they get to a point where they're ready to drive business to you. Just because you get a no doesn't mean it's the end of all the things. Just because you get a no doesn't mean that it's the end of that relationship. The second thing to think about is finding others who are eager for business. That can be other new businesses who've come to the area, people who are ready to expand. And so it is good to have that fresh energy, that fresh excitement for building your business. You really do need to try to include at least one partner who already has a list, right? Who already has a following because if none of you have followings, it's going to be hard to attract more people. So what we want to do is we want to still find somebody who can be part of your circle who is willing to help market and also who can handle new business, like maybe a doggy daycare or a pet retail store. And then the third thing to think about here is that you really need to start this relationship before you ask for a partnership. You have to start that first. The best example I can give of this is that, you know, when, again, when I was a pet store all week long, a dog walker, you know, pet sitter, would just walk in and be like, hey, can you, I'm a pet sitter. Here's my business cards. Would you give them to your clients? We didn't know who these people were. We didn't know if we could trust them. We didn't know if they were even gonna still be in business in a few months or if they would take another job and no longer be available for that customer that we've just now referred to you. We don't know if they were insured, right? Like it just kind of was like, hey, and they've never shopped with us. It was like the person was just walking around the neighborhood being like, hey, let me drop off my cards, you know, promote me. There was no relationship there. I know that that's like the easiest thing to do, but why in the heck would that other business promote you? So instead, think about maybe bringing some of those credentials with you, share some of your reviews, tell them about, you know, that you are insured or how long you've been doing this. Maybe even take the dogs while you're on the walk. Well, you know, if you're a pet sitter, while you're on the walks to these local shops and actually just pop in and say hi with your existing client so that the store starts to know and trust that you are walking clients in the area. Maybe you buy gifts for your clients at that store. You know, get to know the store owner, get to know the staff and let them get to know you. That's all part of building a relationship before you ask for someone else to put their name and their brand reputation on the line to promote you, right? Because believe me, I know that this is a bit of a long play, but it will be hugely financially beneficial to you in the end. So there you go. Another jam-packed episode. You just learned three of my biggest opportunities just waiting for you to tap into your local community to drive revenue. It's building your referral network, connecting with the veterinarians, 
and offering another company's service as your service. And I shared some food for thought so that you don't get discouraged along the way. And those were to maintain your relationships, even if they're not ready to formally commit to something and participate in something right now. You want to find others who are eager for business, but include at least one partner who already has a list and can handle all that new business. And you want to start a relationship before you ask for the partnership. Your homework is to either make a list of who in town you want to start building those relationships with or adding to your flyer or your online directory. Or you can reconnect with people who you already know, but maybe you haven't been good about staying in touch with. Kind of reignite that relationship. I hope that you have found this episode useful because I'd like to give you actionable ideas that just aren't overwhelming. I know that you can accomplish these things. So guys, don't worry about what your competition is doing. Just start becoming more visible in your own communities with your business. There is so much business to go after. Opportunities are everywhere to find new customers. So go out there and get them. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, Stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business.